You know what I'm saying? Like, not even trying to be funny, but like, uh, oh shit, I need to get the edge out of me, but it's just right. funny, so I it's, can fit in everywhere I go because I'm funny. It's social lubrication yeah. for you. Funny, cool. Well, the thing about being funny is there's something involuntary about that. Like, if you, laughing is involuntary. Mm -hmm. So if you can make somebody laugh, like, that's, um, and that transcends all kind of economic issues or whatever, because if you make somebody laugh, there's a connection there. You know, I don't care if you're the richest CEO and then you're just a guy who's just doing labor. If you make him laugh, there's like this connection. It like, it evens everything out for a second. Mm -hmm. For a second. That's but then you go back to your fucking broke ass life and he's rich as fuck. But anyway, so, so, so you're, we're in LA right now, huh? Yeah, we're we, in LA. Oh, you're an LA guy. It don't look like we yeah, we're really special, we're but we're really undisclosed, really? undisclosed location, man. Undisclosed. We want the mafia talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I forgot to hear mafia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. So, so what, you're like an L.A. dude, right? Nah, I'm a Maryland guy. That ain't nothing. Yeah, really, I don't really. care how long. That's one thing about me. I always make it known where I'm from. You know oh, what I'm saying? Right. I never, I'll never forget where I'm from. I'll never try to be from anywhere else. Right. You know, of course you see the culture. I've been out here four years and I adapt to the, the culture, the music. You know, right. I always like LA music. So mm -hmm. that's that's nothing, you know what I'm Yeah, saying? but I mean you got this huge LA tattoo all across your back. I thought that was a little much. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no so LA tattoo. That, you know, when you got that, I was like, wow. So um, okay, so everybody talks about, you know, Oh, I, and I'm interested in like the different cultures of the city. Okay. Right? I'm into like, you know, New York vibe, DC vibe, LA vibe. So what's the difference, man? Like, are there harder motherfuckers in the DMV or LA? I honestly can say the real question. Being from the DMV, I wouldn't even say it's hard of like it's wild people everywhere. Right. Me personally, I don't be in I don't be outside for none of that wild shit over here. Right. I don't be in the hood, so I've never seen hood shit going on because I don't be there. So I can't say, oh yeah, motherfuckers go way harder than the DMV, and I've never seen or experienced it. I've seen what motherfuckers, like firsthand, I've seen uh -huh. niggas shooting. I've seen like what really can go down in yeah. my area, so I know. But the DMV. Yeah, damn beat. So basically, don't get me wrong, LA ain't sweet though. It, but it's a lot of politics. The thing with the DMV is just wow. It right. ain't no, oh, it ain't no politics, ain't no big yeah. homies, ain't nobody got an answer to nobody. Right. Right. It's just like, oh, I'm 12 years old and I feel disrespected. I'm gonna smoke you. Right. Like well, that's, that's just really like, like I'm not worried about a 68 year old guy in, in a confined cell somewhere. Yeah. Like that. That. <laughs> Like, LA is just like, oh, you just, yeah, I might be 12, 13, I wanna kill this dude, but I gotta go talk to my big homie. All right. And my big homie say no. Well, what you trying to kill him for? Right. Man, he disrespect, man, he said, he said I was dirty. Or something. Ah, that's what you mad about? Get the fuck out of my face. We're not catching nobody behind the yeah. But back home, you could just. Get rid of a dude, and it's, that's. Although I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there are wild dudes here. Yeah, no, no, hey, don't get me wrong. We don't talk about the politics. Don't get me wrong. Right. Right. It's definitely that shit. Like at a point in time, it was a lot of um, armed robberies out here during the pandemic. Like they was really robbing motherfuckers, sitting yeah. down, eating outside, come right up on you, take the watch, take 
all that. Oh, like sitting at a cafe, you mean? Yeah, they were really, they was like robbing. They in Santa Monica, you showed the cafe. They was robbing the shit out of niggas on the pandemic out here. Like, it was just like every other day you seen a new robbery on Instagram. They mm -hmm. really just catching people. Even the famous boss and over um, on Sunset. Yeah. They was they bagging people. They walking in the restaurant yeah. and bagging people. Like, and, and, and what are the beliefs to go up to them and say, I'm sorry about the hardships you had in your life? I, I mean, it's the thing with, with dumbass criminals. You pulling up to an establishment that got cameras. You driving a car with a license. They're, they're, not, they're not wearing masks? No, they're wearing masks, but the car, your getaway car got the license plate. Here's how I do it, right? Here's how I do it. First of all, gloves, everything to cover so you don't know what skin color. Yeah, you have like gloves. Yeah, I got a little button, you know? Blind. You know, so, okay. Skin color, get like three, four inch shoes so that I'm like five. 11 or something, mask, boom. So you don't know what skin color I am. You, I miss, I miss uh, directed with the height, right? And then you, I need somebody to give me a clean car or uh, I mean, stolen car, but new plates or cover the plates or just take off the plates. And uh, the gun, the gun, I would never do anything like this because I'm not like a criminal bad person. But uh, so here's the thing, the gun. Has to be uh, a stolen gun. Of course. Yes. 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 Well, you can even have the serial number. It doesn't matter. It just has to be stolen. In fact, you don't want the serial number scratched out because um, if the serial number is scratched, that means if there's ballistics. So, for instance, you you know, just say you shoot somebody. Ah! Yeah? So, what happens in ballistics? They know what gun that came from. They'll say, oh, that came from John Smith's gun. Like, you reported stolen. It could be anywhere. But once you scratch out serial code, you somehow get caught. It's like an extra charge. Yeah, but the plan is to not get caught. That's that's the bottom line. Because if you if you do say something happens and he talks to them, now it's just like the man who touched it. You man, you got gloves on. If you were smart and really had gloves on, wiped everything down, mm -hmm. and you went and just tossed it just because the police find it, he's got the serial number on it. So now we know. Okay, let's go to wherever the serial number is. Oh, this person reported it stolen. Okay, so let's find camera footage. To see who was here. <laughs> to steal this gun. Wait, what's he doing? He should be a master criminal, man. Oh, damn, I'm, man. I really think deep. You play chess or something? I'm really good at chess. Really? I'm really good at chess. How often do you play? I haven't played in years. I'm really good at it. Really? Really good at it? I always knew. I know how to be a criminal. I feel like being a criminal. Really, you say you're really good at it. Hey, hey, I have a question for you. If a guy says, hey, I'm really good at sex, I'm really good at sex, I'm really good at sex, is he going to be good at sex? Maybe. Maybe. Wait, is that what you're doing? I didn't say great. Is that what you're doing out there? I never said it would be great. <laughs> well, then there's shit. Just not having sex with other men. Anyway. I didn't so, say great. I said good. Good, good. 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 You didn't say perfect. I just said You didn't say perfect. You're a uh, man. Hey, 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 I'll take you. So, now, you, let's talk about the end of, uh, the personal journey because it wasn't easy. Um, you grew up under difficult circumstances, didn't you, DMV? Yeah, not even just the DMV, like, um, being a foster child, you know what I'm saying? Having parents addicted to drugs, like, shit like that, that was part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Foster care was bouncing around four or five different families, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And was about to get adopted by a white family in Pennsylvania. Beautiful family. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, when I say they treat, like, I felt like I was one of them. Yeah. That's how much, not even just the family in the house embraced me, but their family, like, 
grandmothers. They really just were like, I'm just this black kid, and y'all just embrace me. Right. As like, y'all don't see no color. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't felt love like that from anybody. So mm -hmm. I was just like, I remember her name was Kathy called, and she asked me one day, like, she was giving me a haircut uh -huh. <laughs> in the garage. Yeah. And she was just like, do you want me to adopt you? And I was like, hell yeah. But <laughs> then like, because I was like, we got Christmas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. The way they did Christmas was lit. They yeah, realized yeah. I had to cook. I remember one Christmas, like, they stopped. They put a boot mark on the chimney step to make it seem like Santa Claus was there. Oh, like, wow. and you got Christmas. You got a big-ass yard. Mm -hmm. You got family trips. I'm playing soccer, baseball. Everybody right. in school likes me. Learning how to make pasta from scratch and second wow. This shit is lit. Right. Like, if this is what life is, I want it. Right. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that would have took away from everything because I don't know where I would be. I probably would have like a cool job. But no, you, be, you wouldn't be where you are right now. I don't and think I would be. You, you wouldn't be. There's zero be chance. You would be right here, right now, yeah. sitting next to me right now. I know I would still be. You might be. You're going to be on a different right. You'd be on a different path. Who knows where that would have been? Yeah. Been somewhere cool or I think I would have, the way they really pushed me with baseball and soccer, I probably would have been. Yeah, got all the way. Yeah, because I'm, to this day, I know how to play soccer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, But I came, like, it was like a small town in Pennsylvania. So yeah. Who knows what happened? I know I probably well, why, why did you get adopted, though? My cousin found me, rest in peace. She ended up, this whole time, I'm, I'm not even knowing, she's going through all the loopholes and the drug test, background test, because she knew I was in foster care, so she wanted to make sure that she got a hold of me oh, okay. and adopted me, because I'm family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so she's first in line, of Yeah, so she found me uh, and drove all the way from Maryland to Pennsylvania, came mm -hmm. and got me, she drove back, and then... How'd you feel about that? I was cool with it, mm -hmm. because that was my, my cousin, like, I had already knew her. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like based off of what my uh, my mother and her drug addiction and stuff at the mm -hmm. time, I was already going to have to spend time with my cousin and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. So I spent some time with her before the system got me. Then she was staying in the loop and made sure like, she didn't want me to get lost in the system. Right. So she, she wants to get you out of there. And, and then how old were you? Um, I was in like third grade. Oh, okay. Now, all I know is in like third grade. Mm -hmm. And then did she keep you to high school? Yeah. She kept Where me. You were in PG County? Yeah. I was from third grade all the way up until 2019. Mm -hmm. I was in Berlin. You know what what part saying? of PG? Austin, now? Nah. We would live in Highsville from like third grade to sixth grade. Highsville, Maryland, PG County. Yeah, right yeah, there. Highsville, Maryland. I spent a lot of weekends in uh, Saratoga, D.C. because she had some friends out there that she would go and we would go to their house. She would drink. So then when you you'd meet the, the, the kids over there? They had, yeah, they, they had, they had, like her friends had sons around my age. So these D.C. niggas, these city niggas. Yeah. So I'm not used to I'm in Maryland. Yeah, I'm in Highsville, Maryland. I got I got white friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I got black friends, African friends. We all like. I got a rec center. I ride my bike. I can ride my bike. Right, right, I can right. walk around. I ain't, it was way different, even yeah. though it was right up the street. But just going and being outside around Saratoga was just oh, this shit different. 
Really? How old were you when you were like, damn, it's kind of... Well, I was here. I was in um I was actually in third fourth grade because she started grade. taking me around there back to third grade. Early. I was still in third fourth grade when I started going around there. So like, I spent uh-huh. there's been times I didn't spend a couple weeks over their house because mm-hmm. you know we was locked in. Like, and what the DC guys did what they're harder than the PG guys. What? Bad shit. Yeah. My man, man Damo, I think he's still locked up. You know what I'm saying? Free my nigga Damo. Um, his brother. Doing pretty good. Uh, shout out my man Damone. You know what I'm saying? He was like a star basketball athlete and stuff. Okay. And Damo was like, me and Damo were the ones that really used to hang out. Because we were closer to age than Damone was older than them. You know what I'm saying? So, so Damo was bad. Was so, what stopped you from getting in, uh, you know, getting involved? I wasn't like, it wasn't like, it was like a few times he took me, you know what I'm saying? Because I would spend time with them and then we would go. To another part of the city, they mm-hmm. run like um, northeast to like his grandmother crib, uh-huh. like diehard Redskins fan. You know, I spent time. They was like family to me too, okay. but it was just different. It's when Damo was like, "Yeah, we gotta go outside." I be doing wild shit. I remember one night we was in um, we was in northeast, mm-hmm. and me, Damo, and some of his other little friends, mm-hmm. we was just doing. They was doing wild shit. I was tagging along. Like, what kind so, of wild shit? What, I, mean, I remember one time we were sitting in the bushes. Well, I mean, if you're going to reveal pride, that's crazy. No, no, this is, this is, this ain't no real pride. This ain't no real pride. We had, we had eggs. We had a car of eggs. We was throwing, we was in the bushes and throwing eggs at people walking down the street. I'm not doing shit like this in high school. I'm not doing shit like this in high school. And then there was one part where we did that shit to like a group of other niggas. Do it, do it. Everybody get the fuck away. I get caught. Dude about to beat my ass. I'm like, bro, I don't even know what's going on, bro. <laughs> I'm saying shit. Yeah. Let me go. I'm like, bro, I don't even know what's happening, bro. I don't even know what's happening. Listen, bro, let me go, bro. Right. I ain't even from around here. <laughs> but he was cool. Like, you never know, should have him and let you go. Yeah. Just, because, I mean, you throw an guy. I mean, young, we young, dumbass kids. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know, man. This is the first, my first time, man. You ever heard about Butt on the Pole? The what? basketball is, is, you ever heard of 33? 33. Or 21. You heard of 21? Yes. All right, so DMV equivalent is 33. Okay. Now, when I was hanging out with them, it was like 33, and if you lose, it's called butt on the pole. So what you do is when you lose, you got to hug the pole, and the winners take the basketball and throw it at your ass. <laughs> hey, young. Hey, man. Hey, I learned a lot of shit around the city, though. Yeah. I learned a lot of shit, and, like, it made Dom, I can say Dom was a pivotal part of my childhood because he taught me how to be tough. Because there was a dude in Heisman, mm-hmm. white boy, mm-hmm. used to motherfucker stay fucking with me. Yeah. And I never really wanted. But at school? No, nah, mm-hmm. just in the neighborhood. He went to a different school. And then one day. Oh, man, what are you doing? It was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and one, like, I had, like, you know, they was like cousins, so I would say I had all my cousins come over, spend we had sleepovers, had everybody running their game system. Right. Then one one day we went outside and me and the me and the dude weren't really cool, his name was Justin, weren't really cool like mm-hmm. So he had his group of friends, which some of his group of friends were my friends too, but I had my actual tribe with me. Right. I had them with me. Me, Domo, I think a few of my other cousins. Domo get to fight him. His his best friend. Get to whooping his ass, and then me and Justin get to tussling. And I remember I, I bust Justin Nodes, and that was it. Yeah. But because of Dama, was just like, 
He well, would tell him, just like, look, let's do it. Yeah, he was just, he was like, real, no, like, no, no, no waiting, no bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like, he was just like, man, fuck all that. It's just got to beat the shit out of that dude, which encouraged me. Like, man, I've got to stand up for myself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, I just, every, every person I ever got into it, I beat the shit out of really? Except for Bernard. Rest in peace, Bernard, man. My man got killed. Bernard was my ass. I ain't gonna lie. So that was, so you, you feel like Domo kind of... He taught you past the threshold. Yeah, he, he taught me. He taught me how to really like hanging with him. He would do wild shit, and then he what was you like the first to bomb, first to bomb. Yeah, what? he was really like he would. He's the type. He would fight a grown ass man at our age. Uh-huh. He ain't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, very respect. He could be very respectful. Right, doesn't mean that that's all. But, but yeah, he just like as soon as you got him fucked up, you got him fucked up. Mm. Like it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that is so cool, bro. Shit, man. So, uh, all right. But anyway, now you're here. So, so your journey brought you all the way here. It takes a lot of balls to go to that. How'd you end up going all the way to LA? Like, most people from DMV don't leave. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't even supposed to come to LA as soon as I did. I had all I had planned to come to LA uh-huh. eventually, within like in 2020. But um, my godmother, I was staying with her. So I was living with my cousin up until I was 18. Eighteen, she kicked me out because we was having. Like, we wasn't seeing eye to eye. She uh-huh. still wanted to kind of like treat me like a little kid. Right. Like curfew and all this shit. Yeah. Mind you, I'm the only person that got coming out of streetlights. Like I'm 18. I just graduated high school. What mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I got a part time job. I'm going to PG Community College part time. I'm pretty much on my own. Well, yeah. You, you had no choice but to come to LA. Yeah. No, this was this was before that. This uh-huh. is when I was 18. And then eventually some we got into a situation where she, she kicked me out, so I ended up moving with my, my bro and his folks mm-hmm. and his mother, who I call my godmother to this day. They took me in and that kind of like opened up my eye to adulthood because she treated them, her sons, which we all like the same age, she treated them like, go do what you want. Mm-hmm. Just be safe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you won't be out, if you ain't coming home, let me know. Keep right. me informed. Yeah. But just keep me in the know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was different because I'm like, I ain't got no curfew. We outside two, three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's, That's your first taste of it, uh, real adult. And not having right. like a lie about it. Right. I can really right. just. Right. Then I, you know, eventually I got a key, so I'm just like, I really live here. So now I'm just like, come in whenever. Right. And my little girls come over. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Really started, you know. And having a job, really learning how to somewhat fend for myself, even though I'm. So it sounds like you always, I mean, to a certain extent, had like your head screwed on. My cousin did. Right. My cousin. She, it was like living in basic training. Oh, you're she sure she kept you straight? She had really. Or else you could have gone down the wrong path. She had whooped my ass. Uh-huh. Punishment, like she used to put me on punishment for three, four, five months. That way, that's the only way you can learn is like you. You have, to, you have to scare a kid. You have to scare a kid or else a little bit at least. Okay, so you're here and you're doing comedy. Now, comedy is a very dangerous territory these days, isn't it? Because everybody is, uh, you know, got, got their panties in a bunch, don't they? You see what's been going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. It's So how do you navigate that? I mean, what's your deal? Because this, this is what I do. Now, as you can see, if you know about stand-up comedy, you know everybody. A lot of comedians have like their own little cliques. Uh-huh. Especially out here. Yeah. 
got clicks. The clicks thing, okay. I don't, I don't, mm -hmm. I got a handful of comedian peers I'm really cool with. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, really cool with. We do shows together all the time, anytime I see them. So, like, How's that? Oh, you know what I'm saying? We don't ever hang out outside of comedy, but those are people. I would, yeah, hang, yeah. I would hang out with them. I would, you would. Yeah, you know, we just, we just never, we just work and we go home. But it's just like, out here, it can be a lot of ass kissing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, you're talking about the bucks. Well, I was right. I was talking about the political correctness. Or is that not even an issue? I mean, political correctness. What do you, you know, people get offended. You can't talk about this. Or oh, that. yeah. That, see, yeah. Or okay. Is that an issue? It can be. It depends on what you talk about and how you talk about it. More so, more so how you talk about it. Yeah. Me, personally, I never had a controversial joke. Mm -hmm. I never had a joke about LGBTQ. Never had a joke really going too hard on women. Black mm -hmm. women, white women, don't matter what the race is. Never, right. really, never really developed jokes to go. Like, I got jokes. You keep about it, me. you keep it. You keep I know it. how to be, like, I keep it about me, what uh -huh. I've been through. Like, my jokes be about shit that I see in everyday life, shit that I experience. Right. Like, I got a joke about women. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, how women can be too into the horoscope shit. You know what I'm saying? Something like uh, that. Oh, like, like, like shit. It's right. like that I can right. make fun. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. I don't want to get a go crazy over that. But I don't have any controversial jokes because I just, I never really care to do something. Yeah, right. I, I, I care yeah. about talking about, you know, your sexuality. Like, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? I don't care about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll talk about religious shit. Like, I got a joke where I said, hey, I think I'm multi-religious. It's a new joke I'm about. Uh -huh. I think I'm multi-religious. It just depends on what the situation is. Whatever the situation is, my religion. Uh -huh. So that's a joke I'm developing. Like, right. yeah, if I'm, if I'm with, if I'm about to fight, oh, I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. Oh, God, I'm going to whoop your ass. Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door. You know what I'm saying? Like right. whatever, whatever's going on at the time, right. that's my religion. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then, like right. little shit like that. Right, sort of like making it like, like you know, that's just your way to get out of the annoying situation. Yeah, sort of deal. I know how to. I yeah. think that's why I know it's a gift because I know how to be funny without being controversial. Which isn't that. Right. I like. I you like don't mind me. I like. I like dark humor. Right. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. I love dark humor. I love dark humor, bro. I just don't really. Try to go. I don't think I really. Do you have any friends who got in trouble because of some of this shit? Or no? no. Okay, so it's not that serious, yeah. isn't it? I feel like it is. As long as you're in the comedy community, then I mean, are, are people really getting shut down and all that? Cause it depends on, or is it just sort of talk like, oh, you know, people are getting offended more? But like, this, I, this happened. Let's say you go perform somewhere like the Lab Factory, Hollywood Improv, one of these, you know, higher up comedy clubs. You got a joke that touches on certain subjects. If you don't know how to maneuver that, that's not the, those are not the places you go to work on that joke. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. if you want to talk about, you know, uh, whatever, somebody's sexuality, maybe mm -hmm. funny. You right. know what I'm saying? Whatever the case, oh, uh, maybe a gay person hit on you. You want to talk about an experience? Polish that shit up before you, you get on one of these big stages. Right. Because if you get on there and you just get to saying some stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you really being offensive. And you don't really, you're not really up there to really control. You know what I'm saying? You don't have no. Come on, bro. You're not, like Dave Chappelle, I see, is the only person that can get on stage, say what the fuck you want to say, and then be gone because he stood on business. He was just like, listen, I don't, I'm going to turn down this 50 million because y'all got me fucked up. 
I mean, he's in a very unique position of power to be able to make statements and. Hey, uh, come on. You know, you know, not too many people can do that. Yeah. I feel like Dave Chappelle was one. Um, but also, like, a guy with so much power and so much love in the world, yeah, you have the currency to do that. Like, you know, not, I'm not saying you, for instance, but somebody with, you know, who's. Yeah. I could, like, I personally you, could. You can't do that, you know, that you, I mean, maybe you could. But I mean, He's in a unique position to do it. Maybe you could. Maybe you just fuck the world and just go. Let me tell you. you know, I'm going to just tell you one. The one time I ever said anything about the LGBTQ, it wasn't even nothing bad. It was, I was working at Joe's Crab Shack in Greenville, Maryland. Uh-huh. Just had made a video about how I feel like sometimes some of those members can talk bad about Better. Some of them can You're talk a member? They'll talk shit about other people, but as soon as you, you know what I'm saying, other sexualities, mm-hmm. but as soon as you say something about them, right. it's an issue. So that's mm-hmm. all I was saying. I wasn't really tearing them down. Right, I, was, right. I was not even, wasn't really. I right. wasn't trying to tear them down. The fact that I can always make fun of a skinny guy or whatever. Yeah, I, I even had like some gay, gay men in my comments, like agreeing with me, like right. actual gay men that are, that were well known at that time agreeing with me like mm-hmm. bro you saying some real shit okay a week later uh-uh. I get called into the office they got my video they printed out I guess it got sent to corporate uh-huh. cause they saw Joe's Crab Shack has a specific shirt it's like a tie-dye shirt so okay. I guess they seen like the tie-dye cause I had I was only in addition oh, they seen the tie-dye I seen I was in like the kitchen yeah. then a few people was in the comments like Oh, he worked at Joe's Crab Shack. So I guess they put two and two together, seen I was from Maryland. Damn. Ended up going all the way to corporate and called into the office. They got my video printed out on yeah. a piece of paper. Wow. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to terminate you. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, I'm Because sure. this is, at this point in time, I'm doing, you know, I'm a server. I got like a few hundred bucks saved up in the, in the shoebox mm. from tips. Lose the job. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Now I don't have no job at that time. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to come to L.A. for a little bit. Um, this is a little bit after me and McKinney got cool. Hit him up. I'm like, bro, can I come visit? This is like 2017. Yeah, come out here. I'm out there for like a month more. One way ticket. I'm just mm-hmm. out here. Yeah, just thugging, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Come to find out. While I'm out there, mm. that same Joe's Crab Shack went into bankruptcy. Oh, shit. Closed down. Yeah. My coworkers was like, they ain't even tell me. But dude, look, the, the lesson I see from that shit more than anything is, bro. Shut your mouth about it, LGBTQ! No, it's just like anything you say and document in an email, in a video, anywhere, can be used against you one day. I deleted that shit on Twitter. Anything. This yeah. is before you proposed videos on Instagram. I deleted that. Oh show yeah, no, you're good now, but now, shit. So you know, it's funny about comedy because my my position is anything can be said if if it's in in the spirit of comedy. Yeah. Um, and you should be have full attitude, Nazi whatever. Yeah. Okay, like a guy who is like really politically correct, like. We're talking about Halloween. This dude, he's a friend of mine. We need to mention him. He's like, I'm mean, so what are you, you going to do for Halloween? He's like, bro, me and like four of my boys will be dressed up in like SS uniforms, like a 
Nazi, um, like Nazi SS guys and walk around like that. And I'm just like, oh shit, you guys are crazy as fuck. <laughs> and he's like, Mommy, I'm kidding, I would never do that to you. And I'm like, fuck are you talking about, bro? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I thought that was gonna be funny. Yeah. But you're not like, you can't dress up like that in Halloween anymore. You think so? That's like dressing up like KUK. Well, right. You like, automatically like, now with all this, you should record it, you can put on the internet. Right, and, and they'll be like, ah, you're fired. It's like, but it was Halloween. You, you know, I was putting on a costume. They're like, no, you meant it. Yeah. No, I didn't mean it. It's Halloween. Does that mean I meant to be Pee Wee Herman? When I, I, I dress as Pee Wee Herman um, in second grade for Halloween. I'm a dope outfit, man. Actually, like, anyway. So, um, so then what's so you're an actor too? Yeah. What do you, you want to be a movie star? That's 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 part awesome, of the goal. Right? Yeah, man. You know, um, I got a few. All the way. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I ain't. I mean, well, you don't care about that. I'm, you're I'm not that kind of guy. I want the. I want to have a legendary career, and so I said, "Done." Right. Call me an actor. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to be the people to be like, "Oh, you're funny as hell on stage." Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see that drama film? That's the dream. That's the you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, who, you know, like, who, who's like that? Like, who's sort of that prototype? Right now, if I have to be realistic, I see people like Kevin Hart, who has transformed. Like, he's got a few drama movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that he actually like really put on a performance. Wait, did he do one where he was taking care of a handicapped guy or something? Oh, that's one, I know what you're talking about. I never seen that. So which one are you talking about? Uh, where his um his wife died. Mm. So on, I think it's on Netflix. Like a real movie. Yeah, it was like a drama. Like his wife dies in the hospital. I think giving birth to his daughter. Mm. And then and, they um, take care of the daughter. He then. has to, and it's basically like the upbringing of the daughter. Is it a drama and comedy? I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's, oh. it's going to have his bits in there, but right. it's really a drama. Uh-huh. And he really, like, showcases pure talent. Mm. And then the one with, uh, I think it's called True Story. It was like a TV show. Was it a show? Like a, was it a show or movie? Something. It had Wesley Snipes in it. Mm. Something about a, 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 a deal going bad, like Wesley Snipes. Like, it was a lot of shit. That was a drama. It was like a real movie. I that was an action that. drama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Man, like, I didn't realize, you know, now that you bring it up. Yeah. Kevin Hart, um, Dion Cole has been making it transition from doing stand-up comedy and then doing he just, uh, I think he was the father in the New Color Purple. Mother, here's what I gotta ask you before we, uh, before we end it. The slap put around the world, man. Um, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. What is your take on that? Um, I'm, I'm, what is your take on that? I don't have no take. I just know ain't nobody walking up to me and slapping me. <laughs> I, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, that's the damn shit. Me personally, I'm not, hey, what was it? Emmys on Oscars, I'm not gonna walk up and smack nobody. Right. I, I know awards show. Huh? I, I'm not gonna walk up and smack somebody while right. giving out a award. But like but like that just came up to you, you'd be like, you'd be like, Yeah, like, I'm a I'ma see it because if I'm you're a trained boxer, I mean of course you'd see it. Yeah, if you're walking up to me at, already when you yell and keep my mouth right, you already know like but once you get up while I'm still right. talking and trying to get back to the audience and yeah. I see you walking up to the stage, I'm already, I'm backing up like, hold on, what you doing? 
Because now I feel like you on this ain't part of the show. What the fuck are you doing? Right. So now I'm on defense. So when you do try to cop that slap back, I'm yeah, gonna get up yeah. under it. You know what I'm saying? And by yeah. the time like I feel like with my boxing skills now, because I've been doing this shit for a year. A year. Uh, a year. Consistent. And, and, and how, how often do you do it? Consistent. Yeah. At least a few days a week. You yeah. are. Yeah. I've been yeah. scoring and stuff, so it's just like now it's like it would be impossible to just walk me, see you. Right, right. right, 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 right. Like, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just not happening. But here's, here's, here's I have a theory about it. I think he was having. Who he wanted to say was Jake. That's what it seemed like to me. And here's what it was. There was a sexual issue in the relationship between Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. And the issue was that uh, he was lacking in sexual prowess. And she was fighting other men who were not lacking in sexual prowess. And he had a lot of trouble dealing with that. So, so that was going on because she was actually having sex with that other dude. And, you know, so his manhood was so volatile. His perception of his manhood was like, and, you know, for a long time, probably, I mean, who knows what he went through with her in there in the house for years. And then that comes up and he flips it. He flips it in his head and all of a sudden that guy's a bad guy. His old friend up there making a funny joke. But it all culminated his, because a man, you know, if a man feels vulnerable in that way, it's not a Even though that vulnerability only had to do with his lack of sexual prowess with Jada, but he took that anger out on poor Chris Rock. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I, all right, I, right. I can, I can see that, but I, I personally, I don't know. Because right. I'm not, I'm not invested. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because you're not what? You're not invested in that shit. I'm not invested. Oh, you don't fuck with no hoe. You don't. I got. You don't love. You don't love. I got a girl. You don't give a fuck about her. I don't give a fuck about celebrities, relationships. I'm you don't care me either. Like, I'll do, like, maybe, like, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll read, like, a gossip column for, like, two and a half hours, put it down, like, take me drink some coffee, read another, like, an hour, like, a, like a magazine. I mean, I don't really keep up with it much. Oh, oh I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, that. but what about when you're a celebrity? You're going to have to deal with it. I'm going to be like, what's a celebrity? You're not going to forget about me, are you? No. Because I know you don't like the girls and the drugs and all that shit. But I you see do. celebrities but like I do. Very celebrity comedians like Mike Epps. You yeah. never seen him in the like you never seen him in the bad like for for anything spouse. But, but that's lame, bro. Like if you're a celebrity and you're just like married with kids and have that family life, like that's <laughs> mundane. Weird. That's mundane. That's mundane. Live, live, live the extraordinary life. Like, like, why live an extraordinary life and then just go back to a mundane home where your girl's, like, busting your balls, not giving you sex, get the kids and diapers and all this shit? No, that's not extraordinary. That's mundane. There's something special to that. But if you live an extraordinary life, don't go that route. You can be extraordinary. You feel me? Look at Denzel Washington. Extraordinary life. Been married for, like, 30 plus years. Yeah, but maybe his wife doesn't, you know, get a little... But you know, wet his beak a little bit, you know? A little wet beak? If that's true, we don't know, because they never end up. You never hit the, never hit the, I, never hit the drugs. You that's never how you do nothing about them. That's how you got to do it. Right. If but, you stay solid, it'll never hit the drugs. If you, not yeah, but what, right, but like. Or running your mouth. Running your mouth, that's easy. I don't run my mouth, but I want to have fun. Have okay. fun, quick. If you want to have fun, don't settle down. Well, or yeah, don't settle down until you're done having fun. 
well, I've already, I've been through this loop already. You know, I settled down, I had kids, and I left, and you know, all this stuff. If, but in extraordinary life. Everybody ain't meant to get married. No. Just like everybody's not meant to be rich, everybody's not meant to be a leader, everybody's not meant to be right. Lonnie. But you you want to be married and have how many kids? 20 kids? I don't know. You want to be like a married man, but I mean. I want to be established. I want to be established and stable. I want to make sure I'm established and financially stable before marriage. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I I think a person with an extraordinary life can be married, have kids, do that, but there's got to be an avenue for him to just soar up in the air and do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? And you like that? I like that. You like that. My brother, yo, thank you. What a great combo. Yo, so this is APAP. How does somebody get in touch with you? Look you up. Hey, follow me on all social medias at APAP, at A-Y-Y-E underscore P-A-P. You know what I'm saying? I might follow you back. Yeah. I might not. Don't take it. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your interest. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, (laughs) we